Hi, and welcome to Portable History. I'm your host, Porter, and I welcome you to another episode. This is the third episode of the first season, which is on American history. We'll be starting where we left off last time with the fighting moving on to the New York area. But before we cover that, we will talk about the Declaration of Independence. If you need a review, check back on my other episodes. Now, let us begin. So, many people associate the Declaration of Independence with Thomas Jefferson, but in reality, a man named Richard Lee was the first one to really draft it, but because some of the states didn't really want to declare independence from Britain, just freedom from Britain, it was delayed, and that's where Thomas Jefferson comes in and says, Hey, here's my version. You asked for an edited one. How about you use this one? So what I mean by independent versus free. So if they wanted to be free from Britain, which meant it meant that they could have some control over their own ruling and their government, but they still would be a colony of Britain. And many of them hoped to still achieve peace with Britain, but later on they decided, and the reason for the delay is like, oh, we'll wait to see if this could actually happen. But a state that wanted to be independent, wanted to form its complete own country, be completely separate, have its own form of government, and have zero relation to the crown. So, because of this conflict, it is postponed until July 2nd, and as they wait, they ask others to make another draft and see if they like the other draft better. And so, six people meet Thomas Jefferson, Roger Sherman, Benjamin Franklin, Robert Livingston, and John Adams. They decide to make Thomas Jefferson the one who actually writes it out but then others mostly benjamin franklin and john adams make small edits to the phrasing so thomas jefferson he has read a lot of isaac newton and john locke who have very revolutionary ideas at the time and so he writes a lot about what they've talked about And also, the Virginian Declaration of Rights is where he gets a lot of his information from. So, on July 2nd, Richard Lee's draft is voted on and is eventually passed on July 15th. Jefferson's draft is voted on a little bit later and is adopted by Congress July 4th which is why we have July 4th as Independence Day. So, Thomas Jefferson's draft is adopted by Congress July 4th, but the document isn't actually made and signed until August 2nd. July 4th is the date that it was adopted, which means that it officially severed their ties with Britain and the king. Now, during July 4th to August 2nd, the Continental Congress edits Jefferson's um, draft, and they decide to remove a 168-word 
paragraph at the bottom, which basically says that slavery is bad, it should stop. They decide to remove it because so many states still practice slavery, and so it made the document stronger, but Jefferson didn't entirely like it being removed, even though he did own slaves himself and wasn't very nice to them. So after this, the document is copied and it is read to the other states and it is widely accepted by the citizens of America. So that concludes our part on the Declaration of Independence and we will now be talking about the actual war. So, in the last episode, Boston is retaken from the British, and Washington decides to move his troops to New York, because that's where he anticipates the British will go. And indeed, the British do go to New York. On August 22nd, in the pre-morning, about 4,000 British troops land on Long Island. Four days later, the number of troops is 20,000. Now, Washington has about less that amount positioned on a six-mile line running through Brooklyn. On August 26th, the British begin to attack, but secretly sneak around the American side, and on August 26th, they have the Americans surrounded. The battle raged for about six hours, And eventually, on August 29th, the Americans retreat. About 1,300 men were lost on the Patriots' side, but Howie, General Howie, who's the British commander, only lost about 400. Now, here's a really cool part about General Howe and his brother. So... They were willing to just like an all-out destroy the Americans, force them to surrender, but they felt no hard feelings towards America, and Admiral Howe, he, many times, he pleaded to the British, he's like, guys, let's just make peace, and he tried to negotiate with the Americans on many occasions. So, the way that George Washington escapes is he crosses the East River and flees past the actual city of New York. And General Howe follows him, hoping to defeat the people and not just capture a city. They'll be pretty hard to take. So, mid-September is when they start to retreat. So, the... Washington's army decides to set up on Harlem Heights. So the battle is on September 16th. So Washington is able to repel the British attack, but the British quickly regroup and are ready to attack again. Early October, the British try to maneuver around the Americans again with about 4,000 troops. Now, George Washington, he learns of this, and before the British can actually 
surround him, he escapes again. And this time he goes to the White Plains, which is a little further north. So as he's waiting, the British decide to attack him. And the battle is on October 28th. So these battles are kind of spaced out because it's like the marching and then there's the setting up. And they don't usually attack immediately. So Washington is defeated at the Battle of White Plains. And to Washington's amazement, how good decides to go back to New York. So on so Washington is confused with this move. He's like, what is he doing? And so he decides against popular military strategy at the time to split his troops into about four sections. So one group goes to Fort Washington to try to defend there. Well, the other goes to Fort Lee, and another one decides to stay at the White Plains. Others follow Washington back across the Hudson River as they wait to prepare for the British attack. So, Fort Washington, which is a very strategic position in the defending of New York, is lost mid-November. And Washington loses 3,000 troops that he had stationed there. And a lot of people begin to question how good a general is he really. Like, is he actually the right person for this job? One of his closest friends writes about him. He's an indecisive mind. And... I've often lamented about how bad that is during this campaign. So, Washington, he has to turn things around, right? Another general, Lord Cornwallis, tries to take Fort Lee, but the Patriots manage to escape. But he still captures Fort Lee, so that's another strategic blow, and that even... That reinforces further into people's mind is Washington gonna actually help us survive this. So, with only 3,000 troops, Washington moves to New Jersey and awaits the British there. And we'll see how Washington, really, this next offensive by Washington turns the tide and it restores faith in. Washington's power to combat the British. So that's all for today. Next time we'll learn about the Battle of Trenton and the crossing of the Delaware. Um, I hope you enjoyed and thank you for listening.